for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. The highly anticipated, longly awaited NBA preview Palooza is finally here. Uh, I think it's fitting that we're sitting down and doing it the evening before NBA regular season kicks off. I'm not sitting here alone. I'm joined once again by the man, the myth, the legend, J-Lo. How are you? Uh, Tuesday evening with basketball less than 12 hours away? Almost exactly 12 hours away. I'm excited, mate. I've got the day off tomorrow. You get to watch the, the debut. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, basketball season doesn't start for me for another 24 hours. Uh, obviously, True. It uh, doesn't start till Denver starts in my world. But uh, I will tune into the first two games tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. Especially uh, getting to see the New York Lakers run out. I think that's uh, that's going to be good to see. Yeah, you don't you can't really judge the Clippers without Paul George. But mm. I am interested to see. I'm interested to see how everyone looks. I'm excited. I, oh, uh, I got really into the preseason and was like not over analysing things, but looking at it like, uh, let's remember it's a preseason. But yes, relevant basketball is nearly back. Uh, we're going to split this into two podcasts. So we'll talk about the East on one, the West on the other. Because uh, I'm in a giving mood, you can choose which conference you want to talk about first. The West is probably more interesting storylines and much more relevant for you. Or would you rather just get the East uh, over and done with? Oh, I was going to say the East, yeah. All right, uh, Let's start from the top, work our way down. Milwaukee Bucks, they won 60 games last year. I think they actually got worse while losing Brogdon. They brought in Kyle Korver, Wes Matthews, Robin Lopez. So the Lopez twins are there now, which is exciting. But along with Brogdon, they lost Miritich and Snell. So their projected win totals sitting at about 57. So a couple of games less than last year. And that seems fair, considering they lost Brogdon. How are you looking at the uh, Bucks? Do you reckon they're the ones... That sh- they're in the driving seat out in the east. Uh, I, I don't think they'll. I think I think it'll probably be Philly, who I'm yep. sure we'll talk about next. But um, yeah, I think that sounds about right. Brogdon a little bit worse. Corver is a good get for them. I think they just really need to surround Giannis with shooting. Yeah, um, that seems like the answer. Brogdon is a great shooter, but Wes Matthews and Corver uh, come in dead eye shooters. Wes Matthews is oh, he's a bit washed up, but. A little um, bit. The you Bucks know, used to be used to be a dog on defense, so true. hopefully can add a little bit. The Bucks added Gasol through the buyout market last year, who's not on the team anymore. But I wouldn't be surprised if they still had another one or two, like maybe small tweaks to make to their yeah. roster. Yeah. Um, but you're right. They got Miritich as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They traded. Um, I think from memory they traded four second rounders oh. to the Pelicans for him, Hell something like that. But anyway, uh, they don't have him now. Yeah, I love. I don't know. I still think that they might be the best team in the East, but that's just... I think that Giannis will probably... He might put up very similar numbers, but he might also do it more efficient, if you know what I mean. Like, I think he still has a little bit to go, which is crazy considering he averaged like 27, 13, and 5 last year. I agree. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The Bucks. I wouldn't be surprised. They're like right up there at the top of the East, but the 76ers, who have projected 54 and a half wins, they won 51... Last year, they made a couple of pretty relevant changes as well. Uh, Josh Richardson is in along with Horford. Matisse Thibel, who's that really good defender that I would shut up about uh, during the college season. A um, couple of other bench pieces, O'Quinn, Trey Burke and Rowan Neto. Obviously yeah. lost Jimmy. Lost Jimmy, lost Boban, lost TJ McConnell, lost JJ Redick, lost uh, Jonathan Simmons, who didn't really contribute a lot, but a lot of turnover. And the big question for me, for Philly, is who their closer is. Because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have kind of shown at times that they could do it, but it's a bit different. Like, those guys can't really create their own shot. You know what I mean? Not like a Jimmy yeah. Butler type. So, 
A lot of uh, expectations on Tobias Harris this season for the Sixers. I still think that they'll be great, and they're right up there in the East. But, uh, yeah, I do wonder if all the changes to their bench will turn out to be a better thing or a worse thing. Mm. Yeah, I think they're going to... I think they'll win the East. Uh, I think they've got rid of, you know, quite problematic uh, problematic Jimmy Butler yeah. uh, in the off-season. And they've... Tumultuous character. Yeah, and, and remember, you know, they had these big trades happening, you know throughout the year um, mm. so I think at least if they're a little bit settled they've got a pre-season with everyone that they, they're going to have during the season or hopefully a big chunk there um, I think like a bit of continuity goes a long way in this league yeah that, you're right you know cha- it turns over so fast so hopefully that that will aid them a little bit um, yeah I, I don't love Philly um, just the, something about their players all annoy me in their yeah, own okay. separate ways. Yeah. Um, but I, I think as a team, they're super talented, and I think they'll, I think they'll win the East. Um, maybe by quite easily. I think they might just jump out to a bit of a lead and sort of hold it. it would not surprise me if the Sixers and Bucks both won around that like fifty-seven to sixty win mark and just pounded some of these crappier Eastern Conference yeah. teams because they can. Yeah. Out in the West, it's going to be a dogfight to get to fifty games. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit higher. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I re- honestly, I can't really split the two at the moment because I want to see mainly how Philly looks without Jimmy Butler. I still think... I've snapped him up in fantasy because I'm a big fan. I think Josh Richardson will be a good get for them. Might not put up amazing numbers, but he just contributes almost everything Jimmy Butler does, but at a like a tier below. Mm. Like He's a fine mm. shooter. He can do all right. He's a solid defender. Like He's a good pl- person to feel like you're starting rotation. So it be interesting to see. The, probably one of the biggest questions out east, though, is who's the third best team? So reeling off a couple of names that we'll all go through, but you've got the Celtics, Pacers, Raptors, Nets, Miami Heat, maybe. I wouldn't put Orlando in that bracket, but uh, out of the like, plethora of teams or that little cluster, who do you think's probably, at this stage, the third best team out east? Uh, Boston jumps to mind, but I think I'm going to probably go with Toronto. Yeah, um, okay. Just Put a bit of respect upon their head tops, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I know they've lost Kawhi, which is huge. Still the champions, still got great players, still have pretty much everyone there. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll just see what happens. Hopefully Spicy P comes on um, really well. They got, uh, is it Ananobi there? Yep, yeah, he's back. Well, let's back. stick with, let's keep talking about yeah. the Raptors. Who are, You're right, you probably do need to respect them a bit. Kawhi is a huge out, huge. but it isn't really the end of the world. I still mm. feel like... They're another team, kind of talking back to what you talk about with um, continuity. They're a team that really, you've taken away Kawhi, but they haven't lost anything else of note. Yeah. And it, if you took DeMar DeRozan off the Raptors before, you would have been like, oh, they might struggle to get into the playoffs. But this is a team that's now like gone and won yeah. the chip. Like, and there's probably, honestly, still another move or two that they can make with someone like Serge Ibaka. The side is Jiri. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to do it. Expe- I expect a big trade to go down. They'll probably land some either... Top five pick or some, you know, a top ten player in the league. Just bring it because he's a bring guy. Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins home. That's oh, the answer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> no, they didn't make a, the Danny Green out. Is also a bit of a tough one, but yeah, uh, yeah it, they didn't lose a hell of a lot. I'm just going to be interested to see how big a leap Pascal Siakam can take and well, fill the, the void for Kawhi. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of space to step up, and you know, Kyle Lowry was still good last year. I know he had. 
He had he his ups and downs. Not sure, but he was a great. He would have been a mix player. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I know he sort of came under a bit of fire last year, but he, he you know, he won a championship. Uh, he's a championship point guard, second best player on a championship team. Yeah. Um, and he, he, you know, still shoots a three well. Still a great facilitator. Um, he can either step up to fill the gap or let Spicy P take it. I think. And he really kind of buried those demons of the past because he was kind of coupled in with Demar yeah. for all those like playoff shortcomings. But he stepped up last year. Like he was great. Yeah. Uh, the other team that you mentioned when we were talking about who could fill that third best team in the East is the Boston Celtics. They've got the highest projected win total in the East out of those uh, guys in that field. Right. 49.5, which is exactly what they won last year. They went 49.33. The big glaring weakness, I think, with Boston, and I, I don't know why, I'm not a believer, but I also have faith in Brad Stevens. So I've got those two kind right. of counterbalancing each other as to why I think they could be the uh, third best team in the East. But losing Al Horford and only replacing him with someone like Ennis Cantor and a bit of growth from Robert Williams does worry me. Kemba for Kyrie might actually turn out to be a plus. And all reports indicate that Gordon Hayward is back and running and looks great and looks like the dude they signed when he came from Utah. So, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they can make that young wing mix work. But are you, you're pretty high on the Celtics. Do you think that they can push 50 wins? I really like Kemba Walker. Yeah. Really like Brad Stevens. I think Kemba's just like a stand up guy, super coachable. You saw that he was going to stay in, um, in Charlotte. He's super high character versus, you know, a bloke who wanted to leave anyway yeah. in Kyrie, um, who's clearly not a leader. Um, I think, yeah, massive boost there. Losing Al is huge, mm-hmm. but hopefully it won't be... It will be a case of Al not needing to be that glue guy anymore because it's not just this weird locker room. So yeah. hopefully hopefully Robert Williams and, and uh, Ennis Kander, who's a good player, bloody good player, doesn't get enough respect. Um, yeah, I'm they big come on and uh, yeah, hopefully it all comes together. Growth from Tatum and Brown, yeah, would be nice. Something Give them not, a bit more chance to play. So. Something no, right? Not really being talked about is the fact that they're rolling in. Taco Fall's not going to play any meaningful minutes, no. but they're rolling in with four rookies. They kept Grant Williams, who I liked out of Tennessee. See uh, Carson Edwards, who uh, has pretty much captured everyone's. Uh, attention in the preseason hit eight threes in a oh, quarter against yeah. the Cavs but you yeah. just say eh it's a preseason whatever but I'm pretty sure he led the NCAA in scoring last year oh, so okay. he's like he's a bucket getter yeah. uh, Romeo Langford who out of high school yeah. was a really highly touted recruit so they just need one of those dudes to semi pop and then that becomes the seventh or sixth best player in your mm-hmm. rotation I think the more I'm looking at it I think I have more faith in Brad Stevens and expect them to kind of figure it out mm. now that this Kyrie drama is not hanging yeah. over their head it wouldn't surprise me if they become a bit more galvanised and kind of replicate what they did the year that Kyrie and Gordon were out when yeah. they went on that playoffs yeah. run yeah. I could see that happening and them emerging as like probably a, it'll be those three I think Milwaukee, Philly and Boston that kind of separate themselves from the rest of the conference yeah I agree I think uh, I, I do still like Toronto I think they're going to be, yep. going to be competitive it's going to be that top four pretty clearly I think and then do you, do you think it's maybe Indiana next Is that well I actually am not uh, a believer of Indiana I have two okay. other teams lower on the order that we'll get to after the Pacers above them but the Pacers are projected to win 47 and a half games same amount as Toronto it went 148 last year, but that was uh, probably with half a season of Victor Oladipo, which is probably what they're going to get again this year. Yeah. But he was cleared for five-on-five practice huh. a couple of days ago, so whatever that means, it's mm. positive news. Mm. Um, I thought that TJ Warren was injured, but he played in their latest preseason game. I remember reading somewhere that he's injured, but 
He comes across this year, which is a good in for them. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of other depth pieces, TJ McConnell, Brogdon. Jeremy Lamb, and obviously the big one is getting Malcolm Brogdon. I do wonder how they'll go straight out of the gates because Brogdon, like you said, when playing alongside Giannis, he's a good spot-up shooter and can you know, do enough. 50, 40, 20. Yeah, but he's, I wonder if he's like he can't really go out and get you 25 points or 20 points, but he might be able to. We haven't really seen him have to play that role, so... Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit off on the paces. Oladipo's injury worries me a bit, but people have injuries all the time and come back and be good. Yep. Ruptured quad sounds nasty, but mm. I hope it's not a, a string of things. Because didn't he hurt himself with OKC before he came over as well? Mm. Maybe I'm imagining yeah, that. Regardless, uh, he's a hell of a player when he's on the court. Mm. And if he's there, obviously it changes a hell of a lot. But yeah, I do wonder if Brogdon doesn't have that scoring chops. Like, can TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb like hold the ship steady while Victor Oladipo's out? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a big question. Hopefully, I'm sort of banking on Oladipo not missing too much mm. of the season. Um, obviously, you don't want to rush him back, especially because they're probably not going to win this year anyway. So probably uh, you've not. got to play the long game if you're Larry Bird in the pace. Is Larry Bird still the GM? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Or oh, president? President. Um, yeah, president sounds right. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think they'll be all right. Uh, I got a lot of faith in them. I uh, I, th- I think they did unreal last year. Um, probably should have got coaches at Bojel. It's not Bojel. They're still no, nah, Nate McMillan. Yeah, right. Um, you know, should have probably was he in the top three? For coach of the year? Uh, I remember, like, because it was so close last year, there yeah. were, like, five or six coaches in the mix. Yeah. But no one could really go past Coach Bud after, like, yep. lifting the bucks. But, yeah, McMillan was someone definitely uh, getting interest, and deservedly so, yeah. along with probably Kenny Atkinson, who yeah. uh, helped drag the Nets back into relevance last year. They're projected to win a couple games more than they did a year ago. 43 and a half is their projected win total after chalking up 42 making the playoffs uh, for the first time in what feels like forever, ever mm. since uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce probably on the roster, and maybe even Brooke Lopez. But big ins for them, obviously, are Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Durant's not going to play this year. I don't think, even if he is pushing health later in the year, they're not going to play him. They're not silly. Uh, Torian Prince in is another big in for them. Signed a two-year, 29 mil extension as well. So probably a smart move on their behalf to just keep him around and just see what they got with Kevin and Kyrie and... Sure. Karis LeVert, so I don't mind that get. Garrett Temple and a couple of other bits don't really matter. And then the only relevant out, probably D'Angelo Russell, but they've got... Uh, D'Angelo Russell, but Alan Crabb's also gone. Damari Carroll, Ed Davis, Jared Dudley, Shabazz Napier. So the normal turnover, but it'll be interesting to see how... I The thing I'm looking to watch is to see how Jared Allen and DeAndre work together, because Jared Allen looked awesome yeah. last year. I and really I don't like him. Like, DeAndre Jordan kind of got the... Yeah, your mates with the other two paychecks. Seems so nice. it seems like an odd fit. If I was an opposing GM, I would just be calling the Nets, be like, "Yo, what do you Absolutely. want for Jared Allen? Like, I'll give you future picks. I'll take a bad contract mm. off your hands. Like, mm. what do you want?" Yeah, yeah, um, I totally agree. I really like him. I'm not sold on DJ anymore at all. I mean, yeah. I don't remember the last good game he had. Um, you know, he was sort of stuck on the Mavs and didn't do yeah. a lot on the Knicks. Yeah, but like just... he he'll get you like a double double, but it's not like you're like it's. Someone that, you know, a decade ago, he was like a standout centre. But in yeah. today's NBA, if you can't shoot free throws or threes as a big man, it's Massive. kind of a pretty like, negative factor. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be a real in-between year for them, just waiting on Kevin Durant yeah. when they're going to try and really make the three-year push, probably. Um, so I'm not too interested in the Nets this year. Uh, be interesting to see how Karis LeVert looks. But aside from that, 
Um, yeah, obviously the Allen factor and can Denver somehow trade for him. <laughs> That'd be a nice... Would you play Yoke at the four then? Something like that. Yeah, you'd, have, you'd figure yeah, it out. Figure It'd be out. a problem that you'd uh, happily take on board. Exactly. Uh, speaking of problems, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Oh, He's yeah. uh, Here's a problem. I actually love this Miami Heat team. So they were sub-500 last year, missed the playoffs. They were in contention until the last few games and then kind of tumbled out. But mm. Jimmy Butler obviously comes in. Josh Richardson's probably their biggest out, along with Hassan Whiteside. But they also welcome Myers Leonard, solid get, and like a good piece of the rotation. Just Kelly Olenek's brother, basically, 2.0. Very similar production. But they also got Tyler Hero, who you don't want to look too much into summer league Mm -hmm. and preseason, but by all reports, looks like he's going to be a streaky shooter at worst. Like he's going to contribute something. And I really like the mix of Hero, Jimmy Butler, and maybe point Justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. When Winslow was running the point when Dragic was out for a period of time last year, there was crap around him, but he was still doing it well. And in the preseason, watching those three kind of go through their mix. Like, if you'd run out that starting lineup, like, as a guard, if you're playing, say, Trey Young, who's Trey Young going to guard? Tyler Hero's going to put up shots on him. Winslow yeah. and Butler are going to outmuscle him. So, I think that could work, but they're another team that's been rumoured to potentially make some moves. Chris Paul's been linked to them ever since he basically wound up at OKC. I would love to see their uh, Heat maybe make a move for Kevin Love. I think that'd be a nice move that could help put them over the top. Mm. But yeah, it's an interesting team, but I'm really high on the, the Miami Heat organisation. What are your thoughts? Uh, it seems like Pat Riley's gone for a, like a, a direction in who he's bringing in and mm-hmm. the sort of the type of person. Yep. Real competitors, real jobs. Field type of thing. Um, so that's interesting. I, I'm pretty interested to see, and I've, his name's literally escaped me. I've just been trying to look him up. Who's <laughs> their centre now? Bam Adebayo. Adebayo. I, I was going to talk about him as well. I, get uh, him and I thought I'd better stop hugging the microphone. Oh, him and Adenobis, uh just, they get me a <laughs> real spin. Um, so I really like what Bam did when uh, Hassan was outside, out of the lineup. Yeah. Um, so I reckon he's going to be unreal for them. So do um, I. As kind of, uh, funnily enough, kind of a guy who's a bit like DeAndre Jordan um, in a lot of ways. Um, I was thinking exactly the same thing. But hopefully a young DJ, not a 2020 Yeah, yeah. You know, Luke has been in the league for 15 years. But yeah, I think I like them. Love Jimmy Butler and I love his attitude. I just I, I don't know how it works. It's the, the the Miami Heat. I think with anyone who Jimmy Butler goes to, yeah. are a real wait and see kind of situation. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he hasn't really uh, left the 76ers and the Minnesota Timberwolves with glowing report cards. Yeah. Same to be said with the Bulls, even yeah, so. Very true. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's more people on the Heat's roster that will kind of buy into his grit in the way that he goes about business. But you're right; it's a definitely a wait and see. Hard to tell. Uh, Orlando Magic next up on the list mm. kind of kicking off the uh, middle tier and the uh, yeah. uninspiring part you of the Eastern know. Conference but know. the Magic similarly to the Miami Heat I think and I think I wrote about this in the preseason they're one of the best poised teams to make a big move yeah. the move that I forecast was the Bradley Beal trade but that's not going to happen now but they've got the right mix of veterans and enticing young pieces I reckon like people would take Nick Vucevic off their hands if it meant that they get I don't know who, but like another star in return. Um, Gordon is going to make another step up in production as he apparently does at this time every year, so watch this space. John Isaac and Mobamba, two very interesting uh, pieces, lanky ones, but you wonder how long they're going to need to develop and if they can contribute right away. Really nothing on the ins and outs front. Alfaro Camino came over and Timothy Mozgov left, so hmm. 
Let's be honest. The big, the, yeah, true. The big swinging point though for the Orlando Magic is probably Markel Fultz, and if he can contribute anything at all. Mm. Yeah, you are less and less inclined to think that way. Yeah, I've been on the Fultz bandwagon and been uh, driving his, buying all his stock recently, but uh, I'm just uh, just put my feelers out to see if there's any other buyers because while well, he looks like he's better, he's oh, taking... do you have him on in fantasy? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. No. Just, okay, get the analogy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking over the preseason and stuff like there's only so much you can take from yeah. watching him play like second rate basketball and shoot warm up jumpers and I was like oh his shot looks a bit better but then you watch someone like Lonzo Ball you're like oh his shot looks really smooth now but then look at Fultz there's still just like a little hitchy movement it's just I'm not fully buying it mm. so I hope that he is just early in that phase of working his way through his issues and he does get back to the dude that we saw him play at Washington averaged like 25, 5 and 5. But I don't think he'll ever get to that in the league. Could be like a decent starting point guard and could help give Orlando a stable dude to take over the reins from fan favourite DJ Augustine. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm less and less inclined to passionately support Marco Fox. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if, if I'm buying Lonzo's jump shot as fixed, I'll buy... Fultz's. Yeah, um, right. Still got all the tools. He's twenty years old, probably. Yeah, um, right, yeah. Hopefully, he comes on. I I would never buy a guy with a broken jump shot if I was a GM. Yep. But uh, I, I actually look we'll circle back to the Magic. I think they actually will do well. I think they're gonna make a jump. I really like their mix. They've all been together for a long time as well. Remember, True. Yeah. Gordon Vucevic. Um, Steve Clifford's only been there for a couple of years now though, right? Yeah, it's well, probably his third or fourth year but still, that's yeah, a solid chunk right, of time yeah. if he's got the same players coming through the door Exactly, long enough I feel like yep. they'll have a, an identity this year um, hopefully Bamba can get back and play a lot um, John Isaac as well so I, I think they're going to be okay I sort of like where the magic is going Yeah, I could see them that one piece away like I could see them... S- very replicating something that they did last year. They got super hot down the stretch last year and it was just shooting threes and playing great defense. Mm. And they've got all the pieces to do both those things and tenfold. I like Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross too, like always underrated dudes. Fournier's a bucket. So yeah, I could see the, I could see the magic climbing up a bit, but yeah, it'll be interesting because they might opt to move Gordon, like maybe trade Gordon for Kevin Love. Would that even be a step up? Probably I don't know. Not, yeah. But yeah, I do wonder... I don't know, I just want to get rid of Kevin Love if you haven't uh, caught him. <laughs> uh, one team that he won't be playing for, well, you never say never. This uh, franchise does some weird and wonderful things, but uh, the Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. hovering around uh, mediocrity uh, since Chauncey Billups was in uniform. Yeah. Projected win totals 38.5. They brought in Sioko Dumbayo. I'm sure I butchered that, but mm-hmm. that's the only crack I'm going to give at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy Fraser is now there. Love Timmy Fraser. Uh, I did have written down D-Rose and Iso Joe, but since writing this down, they've yeah. waived Joe Johnson. So yeah, that sucks. That's a bummer. Uh, they lost Calderon, John Lua, Ish Smith, and Zaza Pachulia. Massive, massive out. So, <laughs> team that went 41-41 and 41 last year just seems destined to do that again. And it's a bit unfair that Blake Griffin's... I don't want to say prime, but like last good years are mm. kind of going to waste. Hey, forget Blake Griffin. Andre Drummond's sitting yeah. there just saying... Boys, like, help me out. I'm, I'm doing everything. Did you see that he's going to have to pay like 48 minutes to start the season while, as Blake's getting back into it? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's something crazy. I don't know what's going up in Detroit, but like, I, I really love those two. I think that those two are good enough yep. to probably get them 
to the playoffs. Um, well, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, exactly. Forget. Yeah, and they honestly they could do some damage just because they're two big guys that they're stars. But yeah, they're not big enough stars, and they don't have good enough players around them. I'm not they've a got sh- a world class coach though. That's one. Thing that is true. I'm not a huge fan of Reggie Jackson, but oh yeah, um, with Reggie Blake and Andre Drummond in the lineup last year, I think they went. Don't quote me on this exact number, but it was like 22 and 14. Yeah. Like, they were enough over 500 to be noteworthy, but, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I don't know who they were playing or what the injury status was of everyone else. It's a bloody pistol. Luke Kennard could take a step up, but I don't think he's going to be enough to shoot them up the standings. I reckon they'll probably be, if not the first team to miss out, the last team in. But uh, it seems to be Detroit's MO. One team that uh, a lot of people are picking to jump into playoff contention, I want to see it first, is the Atlanta Hawks, who won less than 30 games last year. They welcome in plenty of young dudes, Cam Reddish, mm. DeAndre Hunter's a great uh, get for them, someone who I was spying in the draft. That's where Chandler Parsons is, in case you're wondering. Oh, of course. Uh, Jabari Parker and Evan Turner are there. They lost Bazemore, Deadman, the Plumley, who's not Mason, Miles, <laughs> yep. uh, and it's obviously Torrey and Prince as well. So, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Miles Mason and mate, <laughs> mate Uh Are you buying the Hawks playoff buzz? No, not Hawks playoff buzz. One more year. That's that's all I really need to say. I yeah. love who they've got. I love Trey Young. I think he's going to be unreal. I think he's going to be Curry cross uh, Chris Paul. I think that he and John Collins are going to be great together, and I think that DeAndre Hunter is going to complement them well. And, and Kevin Herder is going to be a good shooter. Reddish might come on. Yep, Reddish could absolutely, but. I think that they're like a year or two away from like making that jump. I think it's just too much. Like they've got plenty of potential, plenty of talent. They've got some solid veterans as well. Like Alan Crabb's going to miss a bit of time to start the year from memory, but you know he's a solid pro. I I think um, I learning think they, from Vince. I reckon they really might do what Denver did against the Wolves that year. Yep. Lost on to get into the playoffs, and then the following year. Big jump. That's yeah, okay. kind of the feel I get. From I that. could. I feel like they're a year away from doing that, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I reckon this year will be the year that they naturally progress. Probably win. I know what they've projected. Thirty-five. Probably win a couple more than that. They'll go thirty-seven dubs, and then next year they'll be like, oh, how they've just won an extra eight, nine games. They're forty-four and thirty-eight or whatever. Yeah, that's what I seed. think too. I think they'll they'll totally miss this year. Yeah. Next year they'll miss by a game or something, and then they'll. They'll take a huge yeah. step, especially when the East starts to fizzle out. Like, you know, you're going to lose KD and Kyrie in a few years and things like that. I do wonder how good Trey Young and John Collins are defensively, mm. but I feel like there's enough around the rest of the roster that if those two pop offensively, they can figure the rest they out. They bring in Clark as well? No, he would be. No, he's at uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, yes. Another team that's uh, not really too exciting to talk about, but some people are picking to make a leap, is the Chicago Bulls. Yep. After winning 22 games last year, their projected win total is 31.5. They had a sneaky good off-season. They brought in Kobe White, who I'm still divided over, but could be good. Thomas Sadoransky had a great World Cup and showed for the Wizards in the last few years mm-hmm. that he could be a, a player. Thad Young, yep. good vet. He's a great vet. Yeah, Luke Cornett uh, from the Knicks who had, like, 15 and 15, like, back-to-back games randomly. Uh, and Daniel Gafford, who's someone that I've been following for a couple of years in college and finally decided to declare and got drafted, I feel like he's just the stereotypical seventh best dude on a team. He's a bit 
Thad Youngish. A bit taller and a bit more offensively skilled, but probably not as good defensively, but it's interesting How roster. For, uh, I think he's 6'11". Oh, wow. Very yeah, good. maybe yeah. 6... Um, I'll double-check that, but... Um, nice. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm actually buying a bit of the... You know, there's only so many yeah. playoff spots up for grabs, but... I'm big on uh, Wendell Carter and Markinen if they can stay on the court, obviously. Yeah. Uh, meshing and doing some good shit, along with uh, potential scoring champ fringe contender, Zach Levine. Yeah, I really like them. I uh, I got caught the other day watching a, one of the Chicago Bulls like YouTube channel videos mm. of them just doing stuff. Um, and I just looked at all the crew on the team and I really like them. And, you know, they've got Thad Young, who I know is an unreal off-court guy yeah um like everyone raves about him doesn't surprise me um and i yeah i think sort of towards the end of the year they they were sort of getting and i mean they were horrendous last year but i think they were getting to the basketball they want to be playing yeah um one more off season because they who's their coach is it um, jim boylan, boylan took over that? halfway through the ball whenever oh, yeah whenever yeah. um Hoiberg got fired because yeah. I actually in the notes had written in new coach because I just assumed yeah. I like, oh yeah whatever but they actually kept Jim Boylan I was like oh that's interesting I think that could be the most interesting move that they made because if he turns out to like if everyone buys in because he seems like a bit of a hard ass you remember hearing those stories last year of him like trying to make dudes run laps and suicides and they're like nah this is the NBA not high school we're not doing that and he just spat was like nah you're doing it and like yeah. made them like Trained to exhaustion, and they went out and got smoked the next game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's you know, like a bit of that hard ass approach might be a good thing for him. Well, I watched uh, just uh, we won't harp on the Bulls much longer, but getting um, a lot of watching, time. yeah, watching their uh, watching their YouTube stuff. They all came back to camp in such good shape that they didn't have okay. to do any conditioning because yeah, that's what Boylan wants to do. He wants to run. Um, so it'd be interesting, and that what a team that would be to watch run. I that really like Carter, uh, uh, Wendell Carter. I really like Zach. I really like Mark, and I think they're gonna be good. Who could be? There's a lot of Bulls talk. Who's the bloke that you have the safest in saying that Chicago Bull will be an All Star? Zach Levine. Who's second? Uh, oh, Mark, and yeah. those two are uh, definitely. I think it's those two All-Stars. pretty clear. But it wouldn't be. It would be interesting to see if like one of these Kobe White or Wendell Carters just Carter. came in from the jump and contributed something, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if both those dudes made the All-Star team. Yeah, Wendell Carter Jr., if you want to watch something interesting, watch him talk to Jalen Jacoby. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. You are correct. But, uh, that is it for the Chicago Bulls. Let's turn to a franchise with much more to talk about in the New York Knicks. Mm. That is it for the New York Knicks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, won 17 ga- games last year. Their projected win total is 27. Yeah. RJ Barrett in, along with Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington... And 88 power forwards in the yep. form of Taj Gibson, Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, one of the Morrises, and uh, <laughs> Alfred Payton, still there as well. Oh, so, right. yeah. Moody gone, has only gone DeAndre Jordan, and uh, the aforementioned dominant Luke Cornett. So, yeah, look, I, there's not a lot to talk about here. I, I actually like Dennis Smith Jr. and... Randall. What's the dude, the big centre? Robinson. Robinson. What's his first name? Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. I like those two. I like RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox... Leaves a bit to be desired. Julius Randle will be great from fantasy perspective. Uh, and that's about all i got for the Knicks. Yeah, I'm pretty happy to move on with them from them pretty quickly. Honestly, I will say that there's something wrong with that uh, organisation. That I think they need to be sold. That's, that's yeah, really I think everyone, at the heart of it. A lot of people would uh, tend to agree with that. They've yeah. been dragged through the mud for years. Yeah. Uh, a team that has also had a couple of down years, but... 
I'll be honest, they could be trending back upwards, the Washington Wizards, now that Brad Beals pledged his... Uh, no, not the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> now that Beals pledged his allegiance to the squad, they've doubled down on that we've got Beal and Wall. Mm-hmm. All they need is for one of these dudes like Rory Hachimura to kind of hit, and then they got something, which is, you know, considering how crap the rest of the East is, could just propel you into a six seed pretty quickly. You know who the bloke who you f- feel like that might have been was? It might have been Otto Porter Jr. before he ended up on... The okay. Chicago Bulls, but no, I think so. um, I like Hachimura. I don't like anything else about this team. They brought in uh, Davis Bertans, 2K favourite. Uh, CJ Miles, Isaiah Thomas, who is injured to start the year. Uh, lost Trevor Ariza, Jeff Green, Dwight Jabari, Sadaransky, and Porter. So, like, some pretty yeah. solid outs. They're probably going to be pretty crappy again. Because yeah. no to, wall. Well, who's you? their best player outside of Brad Beal? No, really, I don't know. Exactly, it's Hachimura. rough. Hachimura could be good, but he also could be good in three years, which yeah. I think is more likely. Mm. So, good project. John Wall's going to sit out the entire year. So, we'll move on from them into my favourite team, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Won 19 games last year, projected to win 23 and a half. It's all about climbing up the mountain, a couple of uh, gradual gains. New coach, John Beeline, uh, makes the move over from Michigan, along with Darius Garland, Kevin Porter. And Dylan Windler, three rookies they bring in. They didn't lose a hell of a lot. I don't technically think J.R. Smith's still contracted, but who knows? He's still hanging out in Cleveland waiting for a team. And then a couple of other crap bits in Marcus Chris, Stauskas, and uh, off-court legend Channing Fry. Isn't Chris... um, Oh, you lost Chris. Lost these pieces, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's not spend a ton of uh, time here. Let's just... I just want to ask you one question. Do you think Kevin Love will be traded before the deadline? Oh, I hope so. He, you're, if you're running that organisation, you've got to move him, right? If I was Kobe, I would, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. If you uh, were a, a... Is there any opposing teams that you were like, mm, we should give Kobe Altman a call? Or do you think it's tough? Because uh, I think like... the trade market for him is pretty unsaturated at the moment. There's not a lot of buyers. Right. It's interesting. It surprises me, actually. Mm. Right? You would think that... it. You know, the Lakers, uh, I mean, who knows what their cap situation is like. But if they were like, that could be an interesting let's pick. figure it out and be the only team other than the Golden State Warriors who has a big three, um, that probably puts Would you Would you do edge. like a Caldwell Pope Kuzma trade for Kevin Love? Yeah, probably. Honestly. Both sides, mm-hmm. probably? Uh... Uh, maybe a pick in there Yeah, somewhere. a couple of bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I didn't even think about the Lakers. I think, when you think about all the teams that we've already... Like, we've listed a lot of the crap teams mm. in the East. None of them. The only two that are really rebuilding and in that low phase out West that jumped to mind are Memphis and Phoenix. Everyone else is still kind of, like, figuring out what's up with their yeah. roster. There's only, like, really six or seven rebuilding teams. So, there's not a lot of teams out there like, yeah, we'll take on, like dead money and picks and that to give you a good player and especially with all this China salary cap drama going yeah, on yeah wow it would be uh, interesting to see how financially restricted a lot of teams are in the future yeah worry it's a bit of a worry you guys might get stuck with Caleb I wouldn't mind that long in his... uh, they extended him uh, at the draft not last year but the year before so the Colin Sexton draft and uh, four years 120 so oh, okay. uh, but you know what not the worst if we're going to roll through this absolutely mud period, I don't mind if Kev Love's just a Cavs lifer, just becomes a fan favourite, and then uh, we can finally be good when he's coming off the bench as an eighth man. You tell yourself that. Yeah, I've got, uh, got to think of something. Uh, Speaking of thinking of something, the Charlotte Hornets are going to try and figure out a winning product. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not going to be fun to watch. They've got 
Terry Rozier and PJ Washington as their notable ins. They lost uh, their three leading scorers in Kemba Walker, Good. Jeremy Lamb, and Frank Kaminsky. So, huge outs for... I don't actually know if he was their third scorer for the record. I just wanted to shoot him on it. But <laughs> they did manage to hold on to Nick Batum. Uh, so and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist's yeah. contract. Oh, along with oh. Marvin Williams. Wow, and Willie Cauley... No. There's, uh, there's plenty to not like about the Hornets, but honestly, there's a couple of bits that might hmm. turn out to be all right in the future. Uh, Miles Bridges and Malik Monk are those true like heat-check dudes. It seems like they could force you to switch over league pass every so often. Super young. Yeah, there's a couple of bits there, but yeah, I think similar to the Cavs and a little bit Washington, these guys are at least a couple of years away of getting through the shit part and the awkward part of a rebuild before they then come out the other side and figure out what they've got to work with. Yeah, they're very clearly the furthest, the team furthest off winning. Yeah. Yep. And that's probably about all there is to say about it. That is all we have to say about the East. Uh, we're going to give some award picks. We're going to do three on this pod and then three in the next episode. So first, cab off the rank, we're going to talk about the Defensive Player of the Year. Who have you got for Defensive Player of the Year? Oh, look, it's, it's such a hard one to gauge. It honestly, is, you're right. And it really does depend on, you know... Which which way the voters going to swing and who plays enough? Games. I was going to say games played. It feels like will dictate this and probably MVP to a certain degree. I've got a I've got a feeling if if he puts enough games together, it really could be Kawhi. Yeah, I think I totally people agree. are really high on the Kawhi train right now. Um, there yep, you go. Totally agree. I've written down here Kawhi could win if he uh, plays more than sixty five games. Yeah, I, I think it could be him. Otherwise, I'm going to go with uh, uh, AD or Giannis. Yeah, just to go a different uh, avenue, I went for Joel Embiid, who I think if he can play and he's in better shape, like will not only make a leap and like become probably the face of the franchise if he's not already and their go-to dude, but probably one of the best defenders. Smokey? I'll, I'll throw my Smokey Yeah, go on, I'll have a quick I, I think. I think my Smokey's probably Miles Turner, just because he's going to have a huge role. Um, and True. He's, oh, he's a bona fide shot blocker. If he figures out a way to get big boards um, and just sort of be that defensive presence, it doesn't matter what he does on the offensive side of things. As long as he takes that next step defensively, I think it, it could happen. He's going to have a big role. I feel like big men are usually pretty safe to pencil in for the defensive player of the year. So for my Smokey, I'm going to a smaller player. I'm going for DeJounte Murray, who Ooh. was the youngest player to ever make an all-defense team hmm. when he was named pre-ACL tear. So... Be interesting to see, yeah, see how he goes. Uh, speaking of, he'll be making a comeback this year. Candidates for the most improved player are almost impossible to pick at this yeah, time. I of see year. what you did there. But uh, yeah, that was a stretch. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to turn in my most improved player vote, and I'm going to give it to Lonzo Ball. I'm, ball. I'm pretty high on him emerging as a perfect uh, front court mate for Drew Holiday. I reckon he's going to be. Right up there with assists, probably average eight of them. Might pull a bit of a Jason Kidd and put up enough boards and points to flirt with a triple-double. Not a similar Russell Westbrook one. He's going to probably be somewhere in the like 17-point range. But if he's healthy, I think uh, he could be the piece. Obviously, Zion's health will dictate a lot, but he could be the piece that will uh, lift that Pelicans outfit. I'll use another Murray segue (laughs) because I think it it very realistically could be Jamal Murray. I think it might be the year that people... Because I think he he averaged about 19 points something points per game last year. I'll take your word for it. I'm going to go to Google. um, And so if he gets to that 20... 
three and a half plus mark, plus Denver win the West, yep. I think people might take enough notice, especially if he pushes his rebounds and assists up two points each and gets a steal and manages to get his three-point shot back on track. I very realistically think it could be him um, because he's just the man. I just would love a, an award to come. You're trying to speak it way. into existence. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Last one, uh, Rookie of the Year. It's got to be Zion. But if he doesn't play enough games mm. or he gets injured, it opens the door a little bit for a couple of other people. Uh, Jar Morant's probably the easy, safe pick just because I think he's going to have a license to put up a lot of numbers for Memphis. But it's really Zion's award to lose, right? Pretty much. Uh, I guess I should throw a pick in there too. Darius uh, Garland, really? Yeah. <laughs> he could be good. Yeah, no, so actually, right. I'll stick with Denver and go Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. But that is one thing to remember. Bowl That he is still in the count. So That's true. You never know what's going to happen with Michael Porter Jr. If he has 15 good games out the gate and then starts, you never know. So Yeah, I think it would be great if that could happen. But yeah. I think uh, he looked very stiff in the preseason. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, Dev is probably going to take a safe approach with him. Uh, all right, that's almost we've got almost all we've got for the East. Last thing, I want you to give me your Eastern Conference final team. Who's going to walk out as Eastern Conference champions yep. at the end of the year? Uh, Not the regular season one, because let's be honest, there's some teams that you could probably pick to make a push for the regular season W, but you don't have a lot of faith on. Yeah. In the playoffs, Houston Rockets. But uh, who do you think will be the East champs this year? I think it's Philly. Okay. Yeah, I'll me take too. Philly. Just too much star power, and that's pretty much all it is. I think having Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris as like your third slash fourth option makes them like pretty deep compared to a lot of other East teams. Mm. Like, mm. if you go through the top three or four players on every roster, and Josh Richardson's your fourth, and like you could maybe I don't know if there's someone else I'm forgetting who cat fire for the Sixers or if they make another move, but yeah, I think Ben and Joel are going to be good. Doesn't matter if Ben really strokes many threes. Um, they've got enough shooting around him and they'll find enough shooting. So, yeah, I also side with the Sixers. The one other team I will say is uh, potentially Boston. Yeah. If, and this is the guy who I was trying to remember it, but I forgot it. So, we'll just we'll swing back. If Tatum takes the jump and he gets most improved play. Okay. Is, yeah. As very possible. 25, six point per game scorer, that might push them over. A lot of the. Uh, Kobeisms that were apparently in his game, the long twos have been uh, wiped this preseason. That's what like, I'm uh, saying. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll uh, believe it when I see it. All right, that's all we've got for the Eastern Conference. Thanks for tuning into this one. Make sure that you listen to the Western Conference Playoff Pod. Uh, Till next time, though, thanks for joining JLo. Chippy Windy. Chippy Windy.